Welcome to the world of basketball. I'm your host, Coach Drew, and quite a world it has been. It's been a week since the Lakers have won, and you still can't tell LA nothing. The best in China is leaving the league. Not to mention, we have some great things. The wait is over, y'all. Basketball is back right here on Ball Court. Welcome to Ball Court, everyone. I am Coach Drew. This is the world of basketball. And we're going to start off with just that, the world of basketball. And I know everybody's been thinking what's been happening with basketball across the world with the with COVID-19 and all. Yes, we've all seen what took place in L.A. Yes, the Lakers won their 17th ring. Yes, 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 Congratulations. But that was just a small piece of what was taking place in basketball. Yes, even over in China, there's stories of basketball developing all over. Right now, their season is about to start up. And there is some fear about what is taking place. Because let me go ahead and tell you the one thing that they're worried about. The number one thing that they're worried about over there is that their most successful team. Yes, you heard it here first. Their most successful team is leaving their league. Yes, Bay Yee Rockets is going to be no more. They're actually thinking about leaving due to the fact of financial uh, difficulties. Now, if anybody heard of the Bay Yee Rockets that's outside of China who haven't been following the Chinese Basketball Association League, yeah, let me go ahead and break it down so you have a clear understanding of who they are and why them leaving is such a big thing. Prior to the Chinese Basketball Association, they were the most dominating team that was actually going through China. And in 1957, when the Chinese Basketball Association was actually formed, this team dominated that association. Eight seasons, bang, 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 winning championship, winning championship after championship. As a matter of fact, the last championship they won was in 2007. So 13 years has passed since the last time they've taken a Chinese Basketball Association title. Why is that? Let me go ahead and break it down. This team is most famous for the fact that they don't recruit players that are not from China. Any foreign players they're not looking for. So while other teams are adding players that could best suit their team and make them better, like a Safar Marbury, they were looking at that and saying, nope. We don't want that. We don't want any player that's been on foreign soil. Now, because of that, things start to diminish as far as, you know, the economy and everything. People are not going to come out to see a team losing year after year. As a matter of fact, last season's record, they went 6-40, and 40, having a 13-game losing streak at one point. Yeah, that's tough to watch. That's tough to even be around, you know, as a fan, much less as a player. So... Now, these are some of their players are hearing that they're going to be getting their walking papers along with their head coach. And what's going to happen to the league? That puts Yao Ming, I know, we all know the great Yao Ming, who is actually commissioner of the Chinese Basketball Association. That puts him in a tough position to figure out scheduling and how they're going to go ahead and fix things. See, these are the things that happens during that time. This is all that's been going on outside of the bubble. Now, I know that we here in the United States have been in our bubble of our own about how basketball is being played and how basketball will be looked at. We see basketball as a very money-making thing. 
And it is a product that could be utilized at any given time to actually grow the global game. But in China, some countries and some teams are not looking to grow the game globally. They want to stay within themselves. Being for the fact of their culture and their older culture, they want to keep the traditions that they've had within their culture. I don't dispute what they're doing. Hey, I understand. But now they're looking at the back end where they're going to follow the same steps of their soccer team and their volleyball team, and they're going to end up folding. So we bid uh, an adieu to the Bay Rockets because they will not be playing in that season next year. But what will happen and how things will be done is going to be a little something that we're going to want to watch. We want to see how Yao Ming navigates this, especially with this supposed to be going into a time where even though we're still in a pandemic and they're still going to use the bubble fashion, which everyone has been using, and it has been turned out successful for the most part. They're still looking to utilize that bubble fashion going into next season. So we want to see what changes are going to have to be made and what is going to have to be done to maintain the integrity of the league while using losing one of their most successful and celebrated and historic teams. This is something we're going to have to look for. And I will be giving you updates right here on ball court, letting you know how things do turn out during that time. But... I want to go ahead and jump on to another topic very quickly. Now, this topic here is near and dear to my heart. The reason why it's near and dear to my heart is because something that I very much, uh, I, I, I think that I was championing this in our, in our previous season of Bowl Court at the beginning of last season when we heard that it was actually about to come about. As a matter of fact, March of 2020, the... Uh, basketball African League was gonna was planning to start at that point in time, and then all of a sudden, COVID hit. Pinched. Now we did get to see some great bubble basketball with with the NBA, but there was things that were missing. We missed out on some great bubble basketball over there, in, over there in Africa. Now the champions, Patriots the team that was actually been dominating over there in that league, they're actually very excited because what they did was in their bubble, winning that champion, winning that championship for them, they actually made it to play in the, um, the basketball African league in 2020. Now, I know some, for some people who have not been listening to ball court or watching ball court, shame on you, by the way. Why haven't you been doing that? Please go ahead and tune in. You can subscribe now. I'll wait. Okay. So now that we're done, so let's go ahead and get started. So for the paying attention and have it been, let's break down what the Basketball African League really is. It is a collab NBA and FIBA coming together to spread basketball all over the world, especially in Africa. Now, we look at the relationships that um, that the NBA has had on the African continent when we take a look at people like Tombo and how he became such an ambassador for the league on African soil, as well as an ambassador for Africa on American soil. So it was an amazing thing to see. Then we see the current players like Joel Embiid, you know, representing and doing the amazing things that he's been doing in the league right now even though we're not going to talk about what happened in Philadelphia, that, you know, slight meltdown that costs people their jobs and, you know, 
We're not going to even discuss that. But all in all, you know, he's been playing absolutely great. And the thing that we love the most about it is that now we're going to get to see basketball played on a level that we've never seen before. We've seen European basketball. We spoke how European basketball differs from the American way. We've even seen South American basketball watching Brazil, how they play and how it differs, or actually it's a little bit similar to the style with a lot of the athleticism that the United States has. We've even seeing Canadian, and that one was you know spreading the floor a little bit, utilizing the jump shots as attacking the basket, not as much. We've seen all those different styles. Now we're going to get to see on full display for everyone to watch. Yes, we're going to go ahead and get to see the basketball African League, African basketball. I've really, I've been really dying to see this, and I cannot wait. Now there is no telling when this is going to actually go ahead and take place as of this moment. There. There are rumors that, you know, that it should be happening a lot sooner than later. But right now, the victory that the Patriots has had has actually placed them into the role to play within that BAL league. So I'm very much excited for that. And it was, how should I put it? I want to go ahead and quote what they were saying. It was a very intense week in the bubble. The lads will have a few days to rest before they report back to training. We should represent our country in the best way possible. So the BAL preparations should start very early. So their mindset is, hey, they won, they celebrated, but there's still work to do. And we remember another young man who had a similar mindset. And how did that turn out? Championship goals? Hmm. That's looking very exciting for me. And I, I myself, I am almost like on edge right now i'm sitting on the edge of my seat because i really want to see how this plays out so already even though there's some things happening in the nba and there's um that we just got over the bubble there is still more basketball on the way we have china basketball we have africa basketball yes the cba the chinese basketball association and the basketball the basketball african league are two leagues that we very closely want to watch this year along with the nbl and the nba that's gonna be basketball overload Ooh, i'm getting shivers you know what i gotta go ahead and take a chill i'll be right back with some more ball court stick with me i'm coach Drew, and this is the world of basketball I've worked the labor, I've done my due time, 
ain't getting paid. I've got this soul drive that keeps me so high. I'll keep on running, flying away. Ball court, the world of bass. This is Coach Drew, and I want to go ahead and tell you this is the most exciting time right now. I know everybody's been waiting for this. I know you've been sitting down. It's been almost what a week and a half since the bubble has ended. I know you've been dying. I know you have been jonesing. I know LeBron is ready to get back into the gym and do his thing. Yes, you heard it. The NBA is on its way back already. Yeah, just that quick. Matter of fact, I think the initial pandemic had a longer time between play, and that was in the same season. But the NBA is actually eyeing a December start date with a 72 game, with a 72 game a season. First off, you know, of course, it brings up some certain factors that even Danny Green himself had actually had to go ahead and speak of when he spoke about that. If uh, they did bring back the NBA, a lot of veterans would not be there for the first couple games, as well as a lot of veterans will not be there for the. Um, it would not be there for that, you know, opening day type ceremony. But let's honestly look at this. This is LeBron's fourth ring. Do you honestly believe that he's going to sit out that day on day one? No. You could bring the NBA back tomorrow and have a ring ceremony. LeBron will be there, and he's going to play too. I'm going to tell you the truth. He did so much to earn in that ring. I he, he feels that the job is not done. He has to play on that opening day to certify that ring going on to his hand. So I don't think that that would be something. I know, Danny Green, I know what you're saying. I understand your sentiments. But I don't think that that's going to be something. Now, let's go ahead and stop and take a look at things. We look at um, the whole idea of them coming back. So I have looking to be on 18. We got to really take a look at things here. What kind of time frame are we looking to get everybody uh, flown in, get everybody quarantined, and get everybody ready to go out at least not even you're not even talking about a training camp situation because training camp is looking at starting um looking at starting mid-november to late november and then everybody will be back up and running by the 22nd of december so you're talking about a three-week time frame to get everybody over there this is not a lot of time to get to quarantine so there's a lot of logistics that are still in place and as of right now, nothing has been finalized. They still have to meet with the players' union to get a lot of things put into place to get this to work. It, I wonder, are we rushing things? It, 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 it takes me back to a certain time. I remember when I first started coaching, I had a very young team. They weren't, uh, they, they weren't ready to play yet. I, clearly, they weren't ready to play. But I was ready at 
as a young coach, I was already ready to be in-game. I wanted to have that in-game experience that all the older coaches spoke of. So we were in practice. We did practice. We did our drills. We, I, we worked them out. But clearly, I was overlooking the fact that these kids were not ready. And I pushed it. And don't get me wrong, you know, we got smacked. And it was a great learning experience for myself. It was a great learning experience for those kids. From that, we did get better, but we were not ready that day. Is this the same kind of situation that's happening? Are we being, are they being pushed because Christmas Day, we have to admit Christmas Day belongs to basketball. Thanksgiving has always belonged to football. We know that the NFL will not give up their stranglehold on Thanksgiving. You know, New Year's Day is college football. College is not going to give that up. As a matter of fact, you know, I heard that uh, the Pac-12 player, the Big Ten wants to play. And everybody now wants to play. They know the financial holes that you're going to have from those days. So with the NBA coming back just in time for uh, Christmas, it, it, it shows concern. Not, not concern, really. It shows that they're financially aware lose Christmas Day. And all it takes is just one. You know, you miss one Thanksgiving of football. Tradition, the the tradition, it loses the tradition. That 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 piece of 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 time is lost. You lose one New Year's Day of football. That piece of time, history doesn't connect. The Christmas Day basketball game is pretty much one of the most significant parts of Christmas outside of the tree, and that's just in my opinion. Actually, no, the eggnog. Then the Christmas Day game. My opinion, it may be a little bit unpopular, but it's still my opinion. So here's we know why they did it. We know the sentence of why they did it. But when we stop and we think to ourselves, is that the only thing that's motivating it? Because we look at the players. First of all, we know that the players are going to be tired. There's going to be some kind of sacrifice made. The, the bottom eight teams, they had to make a sacrifice going into the bubble. They ended their season early. Some of them probably had a chance that they could have probably made a great push and make it back in. Others, we kind of knew what was we knew what was up. They were bottom dwellers, such as the Knicks. So teams like the Knicks, who's coming back, who now got to figure out a way to draft the player and make those trades and uh, um, the free age build chemistry within three weeks, you know? But they did have a huge advantage by starting an early offseason where they could have actually started a lot of this process and doing a lot of scouting and checking out things. So there they, there they do have an advantage. So maybe it works out in the wash. Maybe we're just worried about nothing. Maybe the partners, just like myself, need something to talk about for the next 30 minutes just so you can listen. Needless to say, we all come to the understanding that most likely it's about the money. The reason why I say this, because when I'm going to go on to the next story right now. Actually, let's roll right into it. The reason why I say this is because the NBA, think about this. The NBA was able to recoup about $1.5 billion with that bubble restart. 
and, and everything combined. A lot of the money that they were standing from those TV contracts. Now, not only did the TV contracts get fulfilled, but you now had a whole bunch of captive audiences. You had people with means that they wouldn't be watching before. You have audience members streaming in to be in virtual audiences. It was the most amazing thing. One point five, I'm sorry, one point five billion dollars was able to be recouped from this bubble restart. So when we take a look at December, having a restart in December without the logistics all in place, because we don't know how it's going to restart. We don't know if it's going to be the same bubble situation. And then in that situation, now you're going to take these. You know, we're taking these men not only away from their families for the last two months, now you're going to take them away from their families during the holidays. And that's going to be tough already. So I know the CBA is going to try and prepare that. So when we're looking at that bubble situation, we got to think about that in itself. We got to think about the players that are coming in that are like, I, they weren't in the bubble. You know, how do we, how do we reorganize this once again? You got, uh, it, it, it's just a lot of things that's going to go into it with a very short time. People are working around the clock. Literally, as we speak right now, there's somebody sitting around trying to punch numbers to figure out how are we going to make this happen. And I still leads me to believe, are we doing the right thing? I understand that, hey, we can't give up. I, NBA cannot give up Christmas Day. I understand it's a chance to lose great deals of revenue by doing so, not just for the players, because the players are going to have to take, you know, put salaries in escrow it's just to even make up for, you know, in the losses of with the coronavirus in the first place. Even though they was able to recoup $1.5 billion, we're talking about billionaire owners. They're not just looking to recoup just a little bit. They're trying to recoup all. So I understand where they're coming from. But is it really worth it? Me, myself, I know I will watch and I will sit in glory and in awe LeBron getting his ring. And during the time he played that game, I'm going to be in awe of it. And I'm going to be so amazed by the beauty that I'm going to see of him going out there playing his best. But one thing that I will not be is a shame that they bought the NBA back because I'm happy to see basketball at all times. So if we're keeping score for the ball court ticker, that is not just one. That is not just two. That is going to be three leagues that we could be watching. I'm talking about a full basketball overload. Whew. This is a great time to be alive, man. I feel like on a whole, basketball is going to hit us from every direction. We're going to be able to really compare and contrast and actually be able to break down how basketball is working in every aspect. Think about this. Let's say we do get that restart in December. During that time, we have the Chinese Basketball Association ramping up. And we have possibly the, um, the Basketball African League sending on its way. This is going to be a great time. This is going to be a great time. We worry about the little things that we can't control. First off, those teams that have their short rest, like the Lakers, uh, uh, like the Heat, 
like uh, the Bucks, like the Celtics, who had that short rest, uh, like Utah, all of those teams, it's about sacrifice. Eight was willing to sacrifice the rest of their season to end early. Now it's time for the top to sacrifice. It may be that we start a little bit earlier. It may be that you have to get back right away. But this way, it ensures the correct start to the following season. It ensures that everything falls into place. The playoffs, everything. It ensures a June finish. And also what it's going to do is bring back just a little bit more normalcy. I don't know what Christmas would be without basketball. And to be honest, I don't want to find out. Well, let's go ahead and jump on to the next topic. This is going to be a word from your coach. All right. Well, I want to go ahead and jump on this. A lot of problems that uh, I've been facing with AAU basketball that I've seen and actually any grassroots basketball organization, people put more emphasis on winning than they do development. Me being a skills trainer, I've went on a rant about this about it before. I find that, you know, in itself, I, I love to develop the kids and I, again, I'm happy that, you know, I'm happy for the business. Thank you. But at the same point, I see when we go out, when my teams go out to play, I see a lot of teams that are more focused on winning than the development of the game and learning to play the game the right way. I see coaches yelling at kids to force them about winning, telling them the importance of winning, not the importance of development. He to become a to win is considered a failure. We love and honor the grind, the failure. We don't honor the doors getting slammed in our face. That makes us great. See, when we look back at all the greats of the past, uh, Michael Jordans, there wouldn't be the great Michael Jordan without the Detroit Pistons beating him down year after year. That wouldn't be. We talk about the Jackie Robinsons. If difficulties he didn't face wasn't those difficulties, if he wasn't spat on, if he wasn't called names, his story wouldn't be great. He'd just be a really great baseball player. When we talk about what makes these people better, what makes them great, is the failures, the difficulties, the trials, the tribulations. We forget about that when we go for the win. So when I tell people, either you win or you learn, Sometimes you have to sacrifice that win in order to learn. And that is the most important thing. I want everybody to take a chance. If you, if you, if you can, right now, go to CWN Sports. I have uh, CWNSports.com. I have a great article on it about a man who decided that he will go ahead and honor development over just winning. And in the long run, 
he took his lumps, but they came out as winners. Check out the article. It's a great read. I definitely want y'all to go ahead and check that out. I want to thank each and every person for you know being with me. Before I let y'all go, I got a word from my sponsors. Check the Cash to Checking is one of the nation's leading finance companies, providing up to $400,000 in unsecured funding for business or personal use. We have relationships with over 250 lenders nationwide. Through the use of our proprietary software, we are able to secure over 80% more funding for our clients. We help clients obtain funding for real estate investment, business startups, down payment assistance, working capital, medical, legal, education, funeral expenses, and more. All right, that was the cashtocheckin.com. Go to cashtocheckin.com slash Drew. When you're tired of living dear dreams and you're ready to start living your own, go to cashtocheckin.com slash Drew. This has been an amazing show. I want to thank each and every person that had made this possible. First off, CWN Sports. You can check me out at cwnsports.com. Go read the article. You're going to love the article. Um, go ahead and check out all of the shows. Let's kick it. We got new Fusion Sports coming up for you. We have the Sean Harvey Morning Show. If you're not listening to the Sean Harvey Morning Show every morning, these people are killing me. I, they have me rolling on the floor. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, it's absolutely amazing. Senny, Sean, you know, uh, uh, Miss Cologne, all of y'all, y'all doing your thing. Keep it up. Keep doing your thing, Bobby Cologne. All of y'all, I love y'all. Keep it up. Keep it up. Um, next, also, you got to get check out Malik doing his thing with the Blitz. It's an amazing show. Keep along. It's fun. It's exciting. It gets you in the mood to not just listen, but to talk those topics and argue those topics. It's like a barbershop in your headphones. It's, a, it's an amazing feeling, I'm telling you. And also, check out Let's Kick It. We're coming back with a brand new season with some brand new styles, brand new shoes. And guess what? Brand new website. Check them out. Right there. It, it's Let's Kick It. It's, it's, it's hot. It's, it's what we do. But I also want to thank you for choosing the ball court. If you haven't been following, go ahead and follow now. Subscribe. Listen. Make sure you have your alerts set because every time I drop a new episode, I have some new information to give you with a new word from the coach every single time. And this has been a pleasure to have y'all with me. This has been the world of basketball. I'm Coach Drew. Thank you for hanging with me in ball court. This is a CWN Sports Network presentation.